LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we are going to cover a topic that is pretty unique in this day and age, I would say. It shouldn't be unique. It should, it should be at the forefront of what pastors and church leaders are talking about. And yet, I don't hear anybody talking about it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when you first mentioned it to me, I thought, what is he talking about? Is he doing research for the Forgotten Jesus 2 follow-up book? The Forgotten Sabbath. That's right, the Forgotten Sabbath. So we're talking about the Sabbath. And when we when we say Sabbath, first of all, a couple things come to mind. Some people think Sunday, which is wrong. It would be Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're looking at it on day of the week, um, Friday afternoon to Saturday Friday afternoon, afternoon. So some people think, okay, Sabbath is uh, it's changed since Old Testament, New Testament, 2019. Some changes have happened, but some things are critical about the Sabbath, and some things have never changed. And one of those is that we are more busy today than ever before. We have more opportunities to multitask in our lives. Uh, which means we're getting nothing done, really, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting nothing done well. Um, and so we we need to, you would say, perhaps listen to what God has told us about the Sabbath. Um, mm-hmm. And as a result, we, we, got, we have this title, this topic of my number one failure as a disciple maker. Yeah. That's an attention grabber. Yeah. Because I would have thought, what is your number one failure as a disciple maker is... I don't know, but it wouldn't it wouldn't have been Sabbath. Well, and here's what's interesting. It's not it's not a failure as in I did too much and worked too hard and did something wrong. It's that I did not is that I did work too much. That's yes, the failure. You, you the did failure is you I was doing do too much. Too much. <laughs> um so here, here's the thing that has to happen. Let, let's say a couple uh, caveats about this top, topic so we know. Uh People think when you talk about Sabbath, that's a Jewish, that's a, that's a right. directive given to the Jews that wasn't given to us. Jesus talks about the Sabbath in the New Testament. Remember when he says the Sabbath was made for man, man was not made for the Sabbath. And what he's mm. getting at there, and I think Chris, only recently did I truly understand what Jesus was saying until I started trying to Sabbath. Okay, what he's saying is you're looking as at the Sabbath as something you have to do and this is work and this is not fun. But what it is, is it's a gift. Mm. I'm giving you as a, this is a gift. Now it's packaged in a package that doesn't look like a gift because yeah. we think what could possibly come of of not working and yeah. doing it because we're so programmed to work. Right. Even when I told you this a couple of weeks ago, you said, I- I'll try it, but what are we going to do all day? <laughs> What are we going to do? That's right. I was like, no, that, no that's, yeah, the, that's the point. We don't concept, do anything. Right. Yeah. It's such a foreign concept. Uh, we need it. Like in my mind, I'm thinking, what is my agenda for the Sabbath? Exactly. Like you, exactly. You some You're programmed to, already. Yeah, I have no idea what to. So why, why don't you, before we jump into that, why don't you clarify what you mean when we're talking about Sabbath here? Specifically, what are you talking about? Okay, let me make this statement uh, to those listening. And listen, I learned this the hard way. We always say at Replicate, we pay a lot of dumb tax. 
this is uh, this is ignorant tax I paid. I mean, we're in a is, very high tax bracket when it comes to. Oh tax. man, we're paying tax. <laughs> Golly, must have a lot of dividends and returns because right. we're paying a lot of tax. But I had to, I'm learning this. Should I say I'm not? I haven't learned it at all. But I'm learning this personally. There's two ways you're going to learn to rest or Sabbath. You're either going to choose to do it yourself or God's going to make you do it. But there's no option. Okay, you can run for a season. But eventually, as Wayne Cudero says in his book, you're going to eventually run on empty. Hmm. Okay, so either you're going to make an active shift in your personal life to change the rhythm of your life mm-hmm. or God's going to change it for you. Here's the normal rhythm of a minister or a pastor or even a, even a person in the world. The normal rhythm is you work six, seven days a week. And I'm talking about work as in paid and unpaid work. Yeah, because paid work is Monday through Friday. Right. But you go home and you do unpaid work. You do your bills. You mow the lawn. Yes. Uh, you you have sporting activities. Get to I mean things things that You're are running all the time. Run all the time. And, and and some of those could be nourishing and life giving. But the reality is, there's paid and unpaid work. Okay. Yeah. So just because you're off on Saturday Sunday doesn't mean you're off. Okay? And as a pastor, you're definitely not off on Sunday. No, so yeah, so we can't say if you're in full time ministry. Listen, you can't say my off day is Sunday. That doesn't work. You right. can't do that. I've tried that. That doesn't work. <laughs> okay, so so here's how it works. You you are going to learn this either by doing it intentionally or God's going to allow this to happen to you. So in my own life, I'm learning this now. One of the things I've re- so long story. I uh, I've always struggled with my back had a back issue injury years ago. Right. I've said this for my testimony 20 years ago, uh, rear-ended by an 18-wheeler. Um, and then progressively just had uh, back in it. Well, I started working out last year. I was training with a bodybuilder from Wisconsin and uh, put on a lot of weight and really bulked up, but I didn't strengthen my core. Okay, mm. so I I had a lot of upper body strength, but I didn't have a core, which is a whole other principle. Whole you can't build on yeah. without a foundation. I think Jesus <laughs> did Jesus say something about that. I think so. Dylan, did he say anything? I believe so. Yeah, yeah I said upon this. Yes. Yeah, don't build yeah. on the sand, which is apparently my waistline. Build on the rock. Okay, but I didn't have a strong waistline. Okay, so last summer I'm at an event, my back locks up, and I'm paralyzed in the bed. Never had this happen, but one time before, paralyzed in the bed, literally contemplating leaving the hotel in a wheelchair because I can't walk. Wow. Okay. So I come home and that started what is now six, seven months in or eight months now trying to figure out what in the world is going Mm -hmm. on. And here's what the Lord showed me. Okay. It moved from me coming back to a chiropractor. Then I went to decompression treatment. Then I went to another chiropractor has a different technique. Then I decided to start doing acupuncture. Then I started doing yoga. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I'm doing yoga. I uh, know. I'm going. Does Candy have any video of the yoga taking? Place? No, there's no video allowed in the workout room. Not, not at all. But here's the thing: when you're hurting, you'll try anything. I'm telling you, you'll try anything. I left that car. Went to another chiropractor. Went to three chiropractors. Went to a surgeon uh, a couple months ago. You remember? Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what in the world's wrong with. Okay, so finally, last resort, last week. Mm-hmm. I go to a lady in our church who is a professional bodybuilder. She's 72 years old, still competes wow. professionally. <laughs> wow. Yes. That's a whole podcast right there. We already have her on the that. podcast. What yeah. in the world? And she, she looks 50. In fact, this lady looks so young. Candy asked her three times, what do you put on your face? Like, what? 
And the lady said one, wow. just sidebar, but it's coconut oil uh, for those wondering. But 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 beyond that, she said it's my diet. So yeah. here's what she says to me, Chris. She and she's a believer. She says, Robbie, I'm going to tell you something that can change your life heal your back, get you off medication you're on, but you have to listen to me. You have to be disciplined to do it. Okay. Did this lead into some uh, multi-level marketing? I, I was waiting for it, but it wasn't. No, <laughs> it was not a pitch. It was not a me- yeah. Normally those are. <laughs> Normally that's Normally setup, those right? are. Yeah, I've for four ninety nine, I could sign. I've got some powder you can purchase. Yeah. I've got some salt water. Pills you could take, yeah. All of the fun salt stuff. Salt water, yeah. yeah. So, no, she didn't say that. She said, I'm going to tell you what to do. You have to radically change your diet. She said, now here's the reality. Most people that meet with me won't do it. Mm. they're not going to do it. They're going to listen. They're going to amen. They're going to say that's great. They're going to leave and they're going to go back to living the way they did, yeah. which sounds like many Christians. Yes. Like how many people we say, hey, we start well, listen, if you get in a discipleship group, it's going to change your life. You know how I know? Because it's changed mine. Look at my life, right? Yes. God's changed me. But you have to commit to showing up being intentional, participating, being held accountable and getting into the word to the word. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm all into that. Three weeks in. Uh, Dylan, why don't you have your scripture memory? (laughs) Colton, have you read your Bible? You know, that's, that's basically what happened. Okay. So what she said is if you do it, it'll change your life. Okay. So I started going home and I'm already researching and praying Mm -hmm. and thinking and reading different books. I've been reading some books by Peter Scazzaro, Pete Scazzaro on emotionally healthy Mm -hmm. spirituality. I've been reading books on the Sabbath, Abraham Herschel and some other books. And here's what the Lord showed me. And I want the, the, those listening to understand because the, it's easy in a discipleship culture. Mm-hmm. It's easy in the tribe of disciple makers for us to work ourselves to death. Yeah. Yes. Justifying it for the glory of God. Okay. So what we justify is, man, I'm advancing the mission. I'm on mission for God. I'm sharing the gospel. I'm discipling people. Right. And you, in a sense, burn yourself out for the Lord, which in a sense you're really no good. So here's what here's what here's what well, I realized. There was a culture that celebrated that. If not, there may still be a culture that celebrates that. Look at this guy. He's he's busting it all the time. I don't think were. I think is. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. In a sense, we've all been around that kind of yes. culture, and we're not throwing stones at past churches or even churches we sure. know. But there is a real culture today where Christians and staff members are commodities mm-hmm. that we justify burning out for the glory of God and the mm-hmm. advancement of the kingdom. And we say, "Hey, man, yeah. you know, you need to be working night and day. It's you need different. to be at every you're doing event. Ministry. It's different. Yeah, you're a minute. You're a minister. <laughs> it's what you're supposed to do. And the sad thing is, the very temple we have." That we only have one. Right. We inflict self violence hmm. on ourselves and justify it for the cause of Christ. Hmm. Okay. Here's what I want people to listen. I want you to don't don't miss this. Your body is a major profit in your life, not a minor, not not a minor profit. Hmm. Your body is a major profit. What do I mean? Your body screams to you when something's going on. Now, your body doesn't talk with words. It talks with feelings and pain and emotions. And so sadly, how many times, Chris, in your life has your body said something to you? A backache, a stomachache, tired, a sickness. I know what God is in my own life. Anybody listening and get sick multiple times a year? You ever get sick? You don't. You don't get sick very I'm much. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big sick person. But I've got. I've got some different pain and and things going on. Okay. I'm a sick <laughs> not person. Not on your level. 
No, I get sick Not all yet. the time. I get sick all the time. Okay. I don't know if you have a mom like me. Every time I get sick, every time I get sick, finally I told my mom, I said, Mom, I don't need any more unsolicited advice. I love you. I don't need any more unsolicited because every time I get sick, she calls me. Robbie. It's because you're not you're not taking this vitamin, or Ravi, you're not you know you're, you're doing too much. And I'm like, Mom, I know all those things. You know, you're not eating right. I know all those. I things. I just like your mom voice. Well, that is my mom. My mom's from Chalmette, Louisiana. She still talks like he's from like the Bronx. Okay, but anyway, so here's the thing: the the body is the major prophet in our life. It is telling us something is going on. And here's what the Lord showed me through this, Chris. When I, when I started to think about my own life, my back pain, stomach issues and things, I started to realize what God is telling me is you are going too fast, okay? Mm-hmm. Pain in the body, tension, stress, anxiety, it's the body saying slow down, mm-hmm. okay? Now, here's the problem with most Christian uh, leaders or most, most, most leaders in general. We work at this pace, Okay. We work seven days a week, even though we're off, because we're always doing things. Okay, right. so every week we work. So we work through January, we work through February, we work through March, April, May, yes. and then hallelujah, we hit June and we take a vacation for a week. <laughs> okay, is that vacation VBS or student camp? Well, it depends kids on where, camp? yeah, depends on where you work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can take vacation. You're going to our kids camp. Okay. Uh, which is not a vacation, but uh, but here's what happens with many vacations. If you're like me, yeah, when you go on vacation, you come back and need a vacation from the from vacation. Your- <laughs> You've been there before. <laughs> Many times. See, that's what that uh, again. Don't mean to throw my mom under the bus again, but my mom was so high strung growing up that we had. This is our vacation, Chris. We would go, and when we would arrive at a place and and wake up the next morning, yeah. my mom was waking us up at six thirty seven on vacation, and my sister and I were like mom. We're on we're vacation. vacation. She says, no, we have a list of agenda items oh, we have to my. hit now that we're in Yosemite. You know, or, or. Well, let's talk about how all this connects to the Sabbath after this brief break and a word from our sponsor. Small groups typically meet once a week, but life happens every day. That's why LifeWay created the Daily Discipleship Guide. This new addition to the Bible Studies for Life curriculum is used at the weekly meeting to help generate discussion, but it also contains five daily devotions to reinforce the learning all week long. This consistent time in God's Word helps create the habit of daily Bible reading, an essential behavior for growing disciples. Download four free sessions of the Daily Discipleship Guide at BibleStudiesForLife.com slash DDG. Daily Discipleship Guide. That's BibleStudiesForLife.com slash DDG. And we're back. We were talking about the physical challenges of ministry, how mm. we can we can just get run down. We can get tired. We can get exhausted. Um, and, and ultimately, what the Sabbath should look like in our lives typically doesn't currently. And, uh, and so how do all these things connect together? You talked about the challenges, where they lead us, how busy we are. What does the Sabbath, what should the Sabbath be for us? And, and how, do, how are you currently embracing it? All right, let me ask you a question. Uh, would you say committing murder is a sin? I'm going to say yes. Okay, you're going to go yes. Okay. <laughs> would you yes. say that coveting your neighbor's wife is a sin? Not only do I say it, but I think the Bible says. Bible says something. So I'm going to say yes. I'm okay. Also. Uh, so you believe the Bible? I believe the Ten Commandments. Okay, too, good. Do you believe you should worship only God, the one true God? I do. Okay, I so believe that. we're three for three. <laughs> do you believe that we should keep the Sabbath? 
I'm going to say yes, but I don't know that my life has lived that. I don't know that my life I strung has you along. shown I strung that you along. to be true. Okay. So, okay. so here's the thing. And I, when I talk to people about this, and again, I'm not speaking from experience here. I mm. have told, what we're going to get to in a moment is my attempt at having a Sabbath day this week. Okay. This was the first week. I'm, I'm anxious to hear I'm going to give you a play-by-play play of how it went. You can you can imagine how it went, but I'm going to tell you how it went. Okay. This Friday was the first day. Uh, but here's the thing. We say amen and yes mm-hmm. to nine of the Ten Commandments, and mm-hmm. we sin consistently, weekly, with one. Wow. Okay. That's pretty strong. Yeah, I know people say, well, that's Old Testament. Well, Jesus talked about it in the New Right. Uh, okay. So obviously, and I think, I think the Old Testament commandments have still have bearing on our life today. I yes. Mean, uh, I know there's a movement of, of of going away from that, but I believe Jesus says not one jot or tittle or not not the smallest letter or the stroke of the letter will pass away from my law until all these things are accomplished. And even so Jesus, if you don't believe it, he did say it. That's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> Truly, I tell you, he said, don't miss this. Okay. So the, the reality is, we sin weekly. In the Sabbath. And yes. the Sabbath, according to Paul, is not so much a day, Romans 14, as it is a 24 hour period of time. Mm. Okay. So, what I realized, Chris, just going, and, and another thing is, this is not legalism. Because right. a lot of people think you're being legalistic. No. Sure. Legalism is when you're doing something to earn the favor of God mm. or earn uh, something from God. Right. Uh, devotion is when you're doing something out of love for God Mm. because God says, these are some guardrails in your life. Here are some guideposts. If you do this, you're going to have a fulfilled, abundant life in Christ. Right. Okay. So it's different. And I love what, uh, I love what Donald Whitney said. Discipline without direction is drudgery. Mm. It's really a good quote thing. That is a great. So if we don't have any direction, I've experienced that before. (laughs) <laughs> we all have, right? So if you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, the Sabbath keeping or trying to keep the Sabbath will just be another list on the laundry yeah. list of items you're trying to keep, okay? Mm. But if you realize that the Sabbath is a gift from God mm. because he knew the busyness of your own soul, yeah, it changes everything. Now, you got you to admit, you, we talked about this earlier, in the church, we have a workaholism culture. Yes. We don't celebrate people who are contemplative. Mm-hmm. We don't celebrate people who spend time in prayer. We celebrate people who burn themselves out like spiritual bottle rockets for Jesus. They're everywhere all the time, pressing to every issue available. Think about constantly. that. Think about that. What are the guys you're celebrating in your culture? It's the guy who's at every student event, every high school football game, right. every basketball game, every choir event. Every visitation. Every of visitation. Every individual. That's, in the, the, that's yeah. the quote unquote uh, staff member of the year. Okay, we don't celebrate a guy who spends time in prayer, slowing down, contemplative, hearing from God, yeah. and then coming in and saying, "Hey, I've spent time with God. Here's where I think we ought to go." We don't celebrate that. We guy. almost would say that this guy is not using his time wisely. Yeah, that, that's trying to take a Sabbath uh, break away. Time that away. guy gets fired in some high performance <laughs> driven churches. Exactly. Yeah, because you, your, your performance appraisal is what What have you done for me lately? Mm. Now we don't we don't say it that way. We no. couch it in what have you done for the Lord lately? But it's really what have you done for me lately? Okay. So what I want us to see is before we can implement a Sabbath, mm-hmm. we have to change the metric as to what is success for us. Now the first thing we have to do, okay, the first thing we have to do as leaders is we have to repent for thinking that everything we do at the or or our church, our ministry that we run depends mm-hmm. upon us being involved. Yeah. That's the first thing. 
Ooh, easy. Yeah, what I'm just saying, you have to repent for saying, for thinking that if I step away for 24 hours from the church and mm-hmm. I don't answer my phone and I don't attend to every need, then the church is going to fall apart and the ministry is going to dissolve mm-hmm. and everything's going to. You got to realize, listen, big boy. Uh, <laughs> listen, easy, easy. Well, the reality is, uh, God, God did just fine before you got on the scene, and He's going to do Hello. just fine after you're gone, and even after I'm gone. God right. doesn't need me, right? He doesn't need you. He allows us in the Great Commission. Sure. Aren't you glad the Great Commission? Yes. It's a commission and not a mission, meaning He lets us involved or, or invites us to be involved in the mission. But the reality is you have to repent, number one, for thinking that if you take a step away one time a week, the whole thing's going to dissolve. Read a story in um, uh, Scazzaro's book, The Emotionally Healthy Leader. We recommend this book. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, really love his stuff, personally helping me. But uh, what he says in there is he when he started to take the Sabbath, and we'll talk in the next episode yeah, about we, what it looks like. We're not going to be able to finish in this episode, so we'll cover your failed Sabbath. Well, next I, didn't, I didn't say it failed, no, but I've been a failure you're, in the I'm sorry, sa- your attempt. Your attempt, your attempt at Sabbath. But it was and a failure. We'll talk more about this topic, but yeah, wrap it up with All right, this let me story. tell you the story, but what, what, uh, what Pete says. Pete actually uh, is, he's about to lose his marriage. His wife comes in and basically says, I quit the church. Uh, I'm going to another church. I don't quit the marriage. So his wife told him, his wife, Jerry, church. Yeah, his wife, Jerry said, uh, <laughs> seven years of planning a church. You have worked yourself to death. You have neglected the family and I'm done. I'm done with oh, the wow. church. I'm not going to be a part of this kind of church. So think about this guys. Your wife goes to another church for a couple months down the street. <laughs> okay. But thank wow. God for her, her honesty and her boldness to stand up. So here's what happens. He starts implementing the Sabbath. Okay. And as he's implementing the Sabbath, he starts to think if I'm not actively involved, the church is not going to grow. People are not going to mm-hmm. be reached. The church is not going to be mature. But yeah. what he realized, Chris, was this surprising insight. The more he got healthy mm-hmm. as a leader, it became a trickle down effect to the congregation. People started to notice that he was getting well, watch this. And so therefore the church got well. Mm. And what he said is surprisingly, the church started to grow exponentially. People started to come. People started to get saved. People were surrendering to ministry, not because of him working more, get this, because of him working less. Mm. Now, they don't teach you that in seminary, which is why you got to tune in next week when we talk about how to practically do that. Because one thing to know, okay, I'm ready to do a Sabbath. We should be doing it. Why we? I think we need, I think Jesus commanded it and I think God commanded it. We must be doing the Sabbath for the sustenance and the preservation of our own souls. Wow. That's good. I want to remind everyone that we are members of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. And this week we want to talk about our friends at Rainer on Leadership. This is just a, a great podcast. I've listened to this podcast for a long time. He's got tons of episodes out. Uh, Jonathan Howe is really the uh, the heart behind it. No, I'm just kidding. He's no. Not. But well, he is, he's he is a, a great good, piece. He's a, he's a great of piece of the, uh, the podcast as a whole. Love Jonathan. A little shout out to him. But it's a great podcast. They cover things like seven habits of highly effective preachers, eight church fights uh, that are fading, and four thoughts on ordination. Those are some great topics. I'm interested in hearing those. If you're interested in hearing those, go check them out at Rainer on Leadership, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. 
Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.